Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome back to Take Your Lead Podcast. So glad that you've joined us and that you continue to be a part of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. Last week was phenomenal as we celebrated our 52nd podcast episode. It really brings us great joy to be able to continuously, consistently bring you content that will help you take charge of your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. We're going to be having something special for you, which will be snippets from the celebration that we had with phenomenal guest Sabelon Dimande and Jacob Msipa. It was really a session not only to commemorate the journey of podcast and content creation, but one that really left an indelible mark in our leadership. And we really would like to share it with you. So look out for the three upcoming bonus episodes, which will be dropped short snippets, which we strongly believe will help you on your leadership journey. Again, please do be reminded to like, rate, and share the content. If you're a leader who leads teams, ensure that you gather your teams around uh, the table and begin to dive and delve through the content. And this is true because leadership is a team sport. Leadership, unlike golf, where you can just play alone and just follow the ball around the course, that's if, of course, you stay on the fairway. (laughs) Leadership, on the other hand, is not like that. It needs you to have other players in the field in order for you to move the vision forward. And that's why today I'd like to speak on something which I strongly believe is very key for us as leaders to embody and to own. The fact that leadership begins with you. Not only does leadership begin with you, but it also ends with you. As a leader, truth of the matter, leadership is uncomfortable. Leadership is hard. Having to lead yourself, I think one of the hardest things to do beyond leading people, which is a myth, is leading yourself. And that's where leadership begins. Leadership begins with you. And in this podcast episode, we'll be looking at five key areas which each and every leader needs to lead in. And the first one is being able to lead yourself as a leader. We'll also look at how as a leader, one of the things as well which begins with you is vision. You need to embody the vision. We'll look at ownership as well as to how as a leader, ownership begins with you. Fourthly, we'll look at generosity as to how a generous lifestyle begins with you as a leader and then we'll have the bonus which will bring in the plane with for landing so firstly leadership begins with you i love what plato says that the first and best victory is to conquer self once you're able to conquer yourself it becomes easier for you to conquer everything else around you 
Ralph, Ralph Steyer says, this is the insight I realized early and return to often. In most situations, I am the problem. My mentalities, my pictures, my expectations form the biggest obstacles to my success. Isn't that true though? Oftentimes we are the problem as leaders. And until we deal with the problem, and oftentimes that being us, only then will we be able to gather momentum towards what we're trying to lead. And as a leader, leading yourself is one of the things you need to daily work on. This is true because failure to lead yourself as a leader will begin to cap your leadership potential. Because whatever you lead can only grow to the size of your personal leadership. If you've not grown to a certain level of confidence as a leader, it's only a matter of time before you become uh, insecure in your leadership, for lack of a better word. Because you can't give what you don't have. You can't give confidence to others when you've not yet first developed confidence in yourself. And that's why personal leadership becomes key. I love one of the principles from John Maxwell's book where he speaks about the mirror principle that the first person we must examine is ourselves. Before examining everything and everyone else around you, examine yourself. This is true because we don't see others as they are. We see them as we are. So once you can learn to lead yourself, it becomes easier for you to teach. Not only teach leadership, but begin to model leadership because it comes from a deep place. So the first thing that begins with you as a leader is leading yourself. Lead yourself in your decisions. Lead yourself towards the direction that you want to go. Always ask yourself, is what I'm doing today moving me closer to the person I want to become. That's why as a leader, you need to have counselors, you need to have mentors, you need to have coaches who are continuously helping you lead yourself. It's a bit unfair, uh, for lack of a better word as well, a bit selfish for you to expect to lead others when you yourself are not being led. Hence, personal leadership becomes key. Being able to be told so that in turn, you have the authority to be able to tell others and this is what will distinguish your leadership because it will move you away from thinking of yourself first as a follower but leaders on the other hand they think of others first so you move away from me myself and I and begin to shine the spotlight on others so firstly what begins with you is personal leadership the second thing that begins with you as a leader is vision and vision before it becomes a team vision, organizational vision, or family vision, it needs to begin with you. You need to have a picture of the future that energizes you. You need to have that vision of what can be. Because once you begin to paint that picture as a leader, it becomes easier for you to communicate it with others. And the thing about vision as well is it needs you to carve out time to think. Vision doesn't just fall from the sky. It needs you to think. I love what William Arthur Ward says about thinking. Nothing limits achievement like small thinking. Nothing expands possibilities like unleashed thinking. So once you spend time to sit down and craft vision, you begin to expand the possibilities that lie ahead.
And I encourage you as a leader, take time to sit down and begin to carve out your personal vision. And once you've carved out your personal vision, it will then enable you to attract people who can pour into that vision, people who can move you in that direction of that vision. And then if you're leading an organization or leading a team, Vision also begins with you. Once you've thought the vision through, once you've internalized the vision, then you cast the vision. It's only then that you can begin to bring around the table brilliant minds who will run with the vision. You might be asking, so how do I now sit down and start thinking about the vision? Five points which I strongly believe will help you craft a vision which begins with you as a leader. Firstly, find a place to think your thoughts. Find a place where you can just sit down and begin to carve the vision. Intentionally find a place. Secondly, after you've found that place, go to that place, take a notepad where you'll begin to write the vision script. And oftentimes, don't try to be fancy, flamboyant, um, bombastic words. Just keep it as simple as it is. And then once you've found it as simply as it is, find people around you who can help you shape the vision, who will help you shape the thoughts, who will help you interpret some of the ideas that you have. And once you've found people who are able to shape the vision with you, find a team or surround yourself with a team who can help you stretch the vision. This is where you begin to communicate the vision to the team around you. I think it was Kerry Newhoff who spoke about how vision vision leaks and because vision leaks, you need to continually refill it. So every opportunity you get, you teach vision, you live out vision, you reinforce vision. And I love what he said that you can never over communicate vision. The moment people say you've been saying something a lot, it's only then that you're actually starting to communicate the vision. Fourthly, fly the vision. Allow the vision to take off. Allow the vision to find form in motion. And once you've done that, you will understand that as a leader, vision begins with me. Because you can't give what you do not have. So today is when everything happens as a leader. That is going to happen from now on. It begins today. And that's when you own the vision. The third thing a visionary or a leader does over and above leading themselves while casting the vision, they take ownership. One of the greatest responsibilities a leader has, or greatest weight rather, is responsibility. A leader can give up everything except final responsibility. It starts and it ends with you. And this is where as a leader, you ought to ask yourself the questions, what is it about my leadership that has produced these results? What is it about my lack of leadership that has produced these results? Something else to have a problem in the first year of studying something else, but it becomes a problem or you become a problem as a leader if two years in you're still facing the same problem. Because as a leader, part of what you are called or ought to do is problem solving, but it becomes a challenge when problem solving is external and it's not internal. So you ought to ask yourself as a leader, what is it that I'm doing to solve the problems that I faced last year? Your problems ought to also develop and grow because truth of the matter is as you grow as a leader, so do the problems, obstacles and challenges that you face. So your responsibility is to keep measuring and checking, um, am I growing? Are the problems around me growing? Am I still facing the same mediocre average um, limitations that I faced years back in my leadership. Because as you grow, you begin to attract a certain level of problems. And the beautiful thing about growth is 
within you antibodies get developed a mind gets developed which enables you to deal with problems at the level that you are rising to but this also hinges on ownership until you take ownership for success and failure you will not be able as a leader to move to the next level because the moment a leader abdicates responsibility they lose their leadership I love what Andy Stanley says about leadership and ownership rather. He says your irresponsibility as a leader eventually becomes someone else's responsibility. Let me say that again. Your irresponsibility eventually becomes someone else's responsibility. Isn't that true though? Because oftentimes as a leader, when you are irresponsible in a certain area or discipline, Someone else has to take responsibility for that. Where you fail to show up, someone else has to show up. And this now begins to help you have the bigger picture in mind that it's really not only about me, myself and I, but how are other people being affected by my failure to show up and do that which I'm required to do as a leader. So firstly, it begins with you taking leadership of yourself. Secondly, it begins with you caring and casting and curating the vision. Thirdly, Ownership. Ownership begins with you. Number four, as a leader, you are the one who needs to paint a picture of the future, of what could be and what should be. When people walk and see you in the organization or sphere of leadership where you are leading, they ought to see a picture of the culture that needs to be emulated. And that's why I always encourage that every interaction is an opportunity to reinforce and embody culture. So as a leader, you become the walking picture of culture. You ought to be that reflection when people look at you, oh, this is what we're actually about, or oh, this is the direction that we're going. And people need to continually look at you for direction and for the latest update of the vision. And I know this actually demands a lot from you as a leader. And that's why you are a leader, having to now deal with the pace even of your leadership. I love what John Maxwell says as to how if you are calling yourself a leader and no one is following you, you're actually just taking a walk. <laughs> and this is where now leadership needs you to continually check and assess around you. The people I'm leading, are they catching the picture? Are they seeing the picture? Are they interpreting the colors in the picture? Is it not being obscured? Is the picture dusty? If it's dusty, what is it that I need to dust off? Maybe certain behavior, maybe certain tone, maybe something I said, a certain way I showed up, my late coming, not being punctual, not submitting on time, is actually tainting the picture. And once you begin to polish, sharpen these, you ensure that as a leader, you paint a clear picture of what could be and what should be. Lastly, Generosity begins with you as a leader. You can't give what you do not have. It's also a bit unfair for you as a leader to expect people to do something that you yourself are not willing to do. As a leader, you need to have higher expectations of yourself than you have of others. I was saying this recently to a leadership group I was coaching as to how the reason I stretch myself in leadership is so that I know that I'm not asking people to do certain things I myself have not done or would not be willing to do. Because once you begin to lessen the weight on yourself, you automatically give others permission to adjudicate responsibility. And by generosity, not only limited to money, but generosity that also speaks to time. 
generosity that speaks to mind, generosity that speaks to resource, generosity that speaks to relationships, generosity that speaks to net worth and network. And I want to land my plane on an incredible biography I actually recently learned of of Pablo Picasso, who was a unique individual, not only a sculptor as I would know him, and some of us would know him as sketcher and painter, but as a person. I was actually so intrigued as to how phenomenal he was as a person. His life wasn't just about creating works of art, but offering a philosophy of life to anyone who would listen. And this is within the backdrop of generosity. His mantra was twofold. Firstly, what gives life purpose was the question he tried to answer. And the answer to that is to find your gift. Because once you find your gift, you found your purpose. But after you found your purpose, and this is where a lot of leaders stop or end. I did say that leadership begins with you, but it also ends with you. And this is the end part of leadership. Once you've found or once it has began with you, you've led yourself well, you've painted that vision, cast that vision, you've owned your leadership, you've painted a picture of what could be and should be, you embody a generous lifestyle, you've started the leadership journey. But that's not where it only starts. It also ends with you. And what do I mean it ends with you? Once you find your gift, once you find your purpose, what gives life meaning is to give it away. And this is the generosity where it comes in. And I know it sounds simple and profound, but these two statements, when you look at the life of Pablo Picasso, you then begin to admire how he embodied the statements. During his long lifetime, between 1881 to 1973, Pablo created an estimated 50,000 pieces of art, including 1,885 paintings, 1,228 sculptures, 2,280 ceramics, and roughly 12,000 drawings. With thousands of prints, tapestries, and rugs, his career lasted 70 years. Can you imagine that? Which meant he averaged two pieces of art per day. Wow. Which means his literal existence was meant to give away his gift. Two pieces of art a day for his entire adult life. We can only assume Picasso's work ethic came from his view of life's meaning and purpose to find your gift and to give it away. And that's why as a leader, becomes important for you to understand that leadership begins with you. Not only does it begin with you, but it ends with you. Application. As a leader, having processed the fact that certain things will only be initiated if you start them, it will then move you towards action. But also after taking action, it's not just you initiating things and moving away or detaching from reality. This is where the rubber meets the road. Once it has began with you, as a leader, you begin to empower the people who will carry it along the way. The team that will ensure that the processes, the systems are in place so that whatever you start is being done at the level of quality that's demanded. And at the end, it ends with you so that whatever is not done, you also take responsibility to ensure that it's done. And I hope this episode has added value to you and has helped you lead like never before. But not only that, it has challenged you to understand that as a leader, it begins with you. Carve out time to think, to cast, craft the vision. Carve out time to take personal responsibility and ownership. 
Carve out time to reflect and ask yourself, am I the picture? Is my picture still clear or has it become blurry? Ask yourself, am I leading a generous lifestyle? Am I generous with my resources? Am I generous with my time? And again, within generosity, it's easier to say I'll start being generous generous when I've got one, two, three, four, which is really not true. You start being generous where you are, moving in the direction of where you want to go. It's the small acts of generosity that open up a door for you to be trusted with bigger acts of generosity. Till we meet again, ensure that you continue to take your lead and help us change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.